my dad was a very, very, very wealthy man. Yeah. You know, you can build your empire, but you have to understand why you're building it and for whom. Those of you who say money doesn't buy everything, you yeah. don't know where to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the title of this episode. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Financially Incorrect. I'm finding it very difficult to give this intro because <laughs> because my guest today is a former a former client of mine, and I think she's laughing because she didn't ever think that um, here we yeah would be. that like here we would be <laughs> and that I would be here doing this intro. But anyway, this is financially incorrect. Um, this is a podcast where we have a cheeky take on serious financial topics. This is a podcast sponsored by FX Pesa, and I am your host Barack. Um, welcome to this week's episode. We hope you guys have been enjoying the content and the stuff I've been putting out. Today, I'm hoping to have a really exciting conversation with the one and only Pinky Gilani. Hey, Barak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a conversation curator. Um, she has had so many titles. I was trying to remember yeah. each and every one of them. Jack of all trades. Yeah. The, you know, but they say, what, what, what's the saying when it comes to Jack of all trades? Master In- of none. Yeah, but you know, p- but apparently people cut that short. Yeah, it, yeah, no, but it also continues yeah. to actually say that you should be doing a lot. It's yeah, called I was going hustling. To say that. Yeah, we yeah, hustle. yeah. So we have Pinky with us today, um, who has had, um, I'd say, uh, uh, who has lived life. Yeah, or life has thrown curveballs yeah. and made me sort of take swings at them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she's done lots of interviews. If you've, I guess, heard of or any, watched any of them, I'm sure you'll know quite a bit about her. Today, we'll try and get her money journey story and understand that a little bit better. Sure. Um, you know, before we started this conversation, Piggy looked at me and asked me, um, basically the career path that I was in before mm-hmm. this, and she asked me, does that actually make money? Yeah. Like, can you survive? Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of concern. <laughs> a lot of concern in her face. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, I, I made it to I made it to here. So. We're here. Yeah, yeah, we're here now. So here, but you're here. no longer in that industry, which yeah. says something as well. Yeah, in, I guess in one way or another. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, it can work. It can work. It can. I think um, if it may require a couple of things, I think a certain level of commitment, I think you need to be in a certain um, place in, in your life as well. Yeah. And I think ah, it can okay. work there. Okay. Yeah. And for, right. for reference, we're talking about, I guess, influencer management yes, yeah. specifically. Yeah. And yeah. he was actually, you're quite badass at that yeah. as well. So um, I'm sure a lot of people miss you in that space. Yeah, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get to it, right? Um, so... When growing up, mm-hmm. um, like I'll literally just dive right into sure. it. Sure. What was the money situation like for you? Um, very privileged. Yeah. In the very, sense, very privileged. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. My my dad was a very, very, very wealthy man. Yeah. So you know, growing up, hearing trust funds, money in the UK, um, checks here and there. You know, just like this is this was talk that was around me. Parties being thrown almost on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Um, A very lavish life of five-bedroom house on a five-acre property in Loresho at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very rare. Yeah. And, you know, the best schools. I feel like my brothers had it better because I'm the the baby, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was even telling my kids the other day, I'm like, you know, your uncles were flown business class when they went to uni 
I, I had to pay for my own ticket when I <laughs> finally went to uni. Yeah. Um, so, but that was because circumstances eventually changed. Yeah. Um, and I feel mom was a very trusting person. So mm-hmm. when my dad died, uh, I was six years old. When he passed on. Yeah. Wait, f- before, before, before you before even continue, go down that. Yeah. Um, what did your dad do? Trading. Trading? <laughs> really? So, no, he had yeah. several companies. Okay. All right. And when I look back at his files, because we did a lot of clearing of the companies and we did a lot of when we moved house, there was mm-hmm. a lot of his files. He was into sugar. Mm-hmm. He was into steel. He was into, um, there was a company called Kenya Peanuts. That was our company. Gilani Industries. That was our, our company. That was Kenya Tradex. That was when he was into trading. And you'd see some of the letters that he'd write at that time. So this is the 60s and the 70s where he'd be writing to factories or outlets about opening a sanitary um, factory, a sanitary pad mm-hmm. factory here, or um, manufacturing mm-hmm. Coke cans here. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was very, he had a lot of foresight, yeah. my father. He was, and he was a hustler. I mm-hmm. think that's where I get it from in mm-hmm. the sense that I'm, I'm always willing to do yeah. I'm never going to say no. And he was a real wheeler dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I hear, and these are just stories, this is based on hearsay um, from a lot of people, even very influential people, mm-hmm. have told me, you know, your father was the first person to own a Mercedes in Kisumu. That's, that was mm-hmm. his, that's my shags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you're from the UK? Uh, yeah, from the, in, sorry, yes, United. I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> well, no, I wasn't born there, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he was very much, you know, that was in his Kisumu, way, yeah. yeah, so yeah. his father started off in Malkisi, mm-hmm. um, in wheat, and he used to make him, you know, uh, sweep the floors of mm-hmm. this factory, but yeah, and, and I think my father just had a hunger, yeah, and he was very keen. Do you have your own, I mean, because it seems to have passed on when you're pretty young, do you have your own vivid memories of him? Um... So he died when I was six. What do I remember about him? I remember just him sort of saying, calling me into his room when he'd wake up sometimes and he'd be like, scratch my, tickle my back, you know, Mm -hmm. just a father-daughter type of thing. Um, He'd make me sit on his lap when it was my birthday Mm -hmm. and he'd make sure that he celebrates, you know, our birthdays. Mm I think because of the trauma, losing your your father when you're six, Mm -hmm. I blocked a lot of it out. Mm -hmm. And it, before you ask, yeah. do I do therapy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. you need therapy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay. I, I feel like I've self-therapized. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of memories that I blocked. Yeah, yeah. from that period. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, because of our very extensive research. Mm-hmm. That, I know, um, I'm that, very um, impressed that, with that your she, research. That, yeah, that, that Shiko, Shiko <laughs> conducted here. Um, you are the last born of the second wife yes. um, from your dad's yes. um, um, marriages, yes. I guess. Yes. What, and, and I ask this sort of with caution, but um, what, what does that feel like for you? Um, and I ask this before before anybody sort of comes for me. I'm asking this um, purely from a curiosity point of yeah. view of I don't know that I've ever actually had this conversation with someone who's <laughs> like a second born from a second, you know, yeah. second like family. Second yeah. wife, yeah. last born. Yeah. I, I feel if my father had been alive longer, yeah. it would have felt very different. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because he died when I was six, there was no molly coddling. There was no 
being spoiled by anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, I felt, my mom is a very empowered woman in, mm-hmm. in her own right. Mm-hmm. You know, she was always ready to change uh, the norms, sort of like challenge the norm, mm-hmm. not even change it. Um, so she maybe decided, I don't know, uh, and I can't even ask her, that she would raise me differently. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, as much as there was privilege, I was not, I don't know, maybe people will say different. Yeah. I felt I was not spoiled. My brothers, oh, on the other hand. as spoiled as your brothers or like not spoiled? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if my brothers was, again, they left, they lived a very privileged life. Yeah. And maybe at that time it was, I don't know, like... It was okay. Because <laughs> even when I, right. when I, um, one brother, as you said, my, passed away. Mm-hmm. The other one, um, even when I interact with him, there's no like, he, he doesn't come off as spoiled, you know? He's yeah. also somebody who works hard and he's a hustler. And he, but he did enjoy mm-hmm. a lot of things that mm-hmm. I didn't, as the baby, mm-hmm. get to. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, things changed and rapidly so. Okay. Yeah. And so when, when I guess when, you, when, you, when your dad passes on, do you guys now as a family, as mm-hmm. a second family, so yeah. to speak, do you guys begin to feel like a second family? Are you made, Absolutely. are you treated as a second family? And that treatment changed overnight. I mean, like, okay, yes. So my dad was the glue that held this family together. Mm-hmm. I feel that the first family also were shaft, felt shafted because of when he married my mom. And I wasn't there, so I can't really speak for either my mom or my dad or what happened. But the first family had, and then the first wife always had a grudge against us. Fine, fair enough. The kids, however, were okay. They accepted my mother until my father died. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we were outcasted completely from them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the extended family, you know, the my uncles, my aunts, and whatever. Yes and no, there was sort of like, oh, we are there, and then suddenly we're not, and then CS, we are, I don't know what yeah. that was about, and I, I don't understand. <laughs> and sometimes I sit and I think about it, like they didn't even include us in the family tree. Oh. And that to me was painful, yeah. because yeah. I'm like, but I am my father's daughter. How much, how much of this strife, or whatever it is, mm. is money-driven, and how much was just... I don't like you because you are a second yeah. family. I again, I've never asked. Yeah. Um, so I can't say, but because they, okay, the first wife or the first family contested the will. Um, there was an instance where the minute my father passed away, or they heard he had passed away, they went into his office. I don't know who. Some of the family went in, opened his safe, took all his watches, and took. So it was like, were you just waiting for that? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I, I can't say what it was. Yeah. Whether it's money or it's just, we don't like you because you, you spoiled the family dynamic. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it's when you sit, I mean, so you may not know the actual answer, but I guess when you sit and think about it based on your understanding, you being an adult now, among other things. So yeah. growing up, it, I was made to feel that it was because of money. Yeah. It was money. And therefore, I began to dislike money. Mm-hmm. Because I said, if this is what money does, 
and I don't want it. And I really believe now, as I've grown older, I believe in the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So I believe that <laughs> I attracted no money <laughs> because, <laughs> because I you were like it. I was like no this yeah. this because it it caused my mother so much pain. You know, I I continued to see her in court cases and. I continued to see her fight for something that was rightfully hers. It was in the will, you know, and um, lose, lose, lose businesses, lose properties because she had faith in people. Sorry, and I just want to get this because I want mm. to understand this as well. So even as a second family, yeah. your mom isn't coming into the picture as um, in an African context of a second wife. Mm -hmm. Had the first marriage been dissolved... So this is where, you know, I say my father was a very clever man. Yeah. And maybe at that time he was like, yeah, I'll, in, in the Kenyan system, you weren't allowed to have two wives. Yeah. So he went to Tanzania and got married to my mom because the first wife refused to give him a divorce. Okay. So, right. So by law, he's fine. Yeah. Right. So he's, he's, he's got married in Tanzania. So he has two wives. He's <laughs> right. like... This is who I am now. Yeah. I have two wives. But then because by law, she's still a first wife, she has a say. Yeah. And so does my mom yeah. now. So maybe that's where... But again, when I say... And my husband always says to me, don't put your father down. And he doesn't know. But from wherever he's heard about my dad or whatever, because you can get angry, right? I can have yeah. some anger and resentment towards my dad because of the situation that he put, he put us in. Yeah, by not... As an adult, knowing what... But he, he sorted everyone out. He sorted the first family out. So in the will, he sorted... Yeah, everything was... Yeah. I mean, even when I look at the will today, sometimes I read it and I'm like, you're what a was... clever person. Yeah. You know, the first wife, the daughters of the first wife, the son... Uh, of the first wife, my mom, uh, because we were all minors, it was all to her yeah. and how she, and even um, sort of just verbally, he told her, make sure this one gets this piece of jewelry and that one gets that piece of jewelry. And, and she made sure that yeah. she would dish it out the way he said. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you've <laughs> talked about, I guess, your mom being a little bit too trusting. Yeah. Um, so, is it that she was, I guess, complying with the will and his instructions in good faith yeah. and trusting that everyone else will, oh my will God, comply? Yeah. Yeah. And then... You know, I feel like um, she had so many regrets. Yeah. She has. She's still with us. She has. Yeah. But she always used to say to me, I wish I had made better decisions. I wish I hadn't... Like, she, you know, she's, she spent... Hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. in a movie, a film, because her, I mean, it wasn't only my dad's side of the family, yeah. it was also her side of the family to some point. Um, her cousin was in Bollywood making films, so she invested in a film. Yeah. And she was promised she would get the returns and nothing happened. And it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's what movies are made of. <laughs> like re really, sometimes when I... <laughs> It it sounds like it. I it need sounds to tell like my story. It. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, or it, her sounds, story. it sounds it sounds incredible. It's God. incredible. Okay. I mean, like if I tell you that my mom, when he was my dad, when he was dating my mom, and she loved to drink Vimto, he mm. bought her the Vimto factory. That was their love story. That's, yeah, that's 
That's <laughs> I'm laughing. People can't see Collins on the screen and they will probably understand why I'm laughing. But yeah. it's it's because of Collins that I'm laughing because it's that's that is crazy. And you know, that's what I'm saying. So But that is also crazy wealthy. That's it's also, crazy wealthy. I yeah. mean um, Mr. Kirubi, who I ended up working for, yeah. worked as a ma- messenger for my dad. Wow. Um, you know, just Mr. Mirali, who's, uh, who's the late now, uh, but his family is the wealthiest family in Kenya at the yeah. moment, was like a mentee to my dad. Yeah. So, you know, there's all these stories and I'm just like, Wow. So I have I have so many questions, so many questions from there. Don't um, you wish my dad was sitting? Here? No, I'm not 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 really. Actually, I mean, yes, in terms of being able to, to generate the wealth, yeah. um, um, it's great. But what I'm curious about now is, um, I mean, you must like literally when you say you are very very privileged. Clearly, you it, like it, it's you know it, that that, yeah. that was the case. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about how much emotional turmoil or how much strife you must have been put through. To be like, I don't want money. Like, yeah. if this is what money yeah. um, does to you, I, I, I mean, don't you want money. I you see it. It, it broke. Um, first of all, I feel like my dad died at 49. Also, he was young. He was young. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was a heart patient mm-hmm. at 49. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like his hustle also gave him a lot of stress. Okay. Okay. So that in itself, like, okay, it's great to make money, but I feel like you should be able to live long enough to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And not to say he didn't. I think he lived his life. Yeah. Um, And then to see, like I said, my mom go through it now, like really go through the motions and being taken here and there and being taken advantage of and uh, being told lies. And it was... It was just something that I looked at, and, and I grew up believing money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And wealthy people are bad. Okay. Which is a really bad mindset. Yeah, to have. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's get back <laughs> to your story. So your your <clears throat> so your dad passes on at at, at um when you're six years old. So between six and when you're making the decision to go to university, what's your life like at that point? I mean, it's still pretty cushioned. I'm. Um, going to school, my brothers are going to school. My brothers uh, went to uni when I was doing my O levels. I want mm-hmm. to say, um, again, everything was just very easy. Mm-hmm. There was no like just watching my mom go through court cases. Mm-hmm. We did have a major robbery um, when my brothers were at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, again. My mom's jewelry collection was stunning, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she had it all at home. And she was going to a bunch of weddings, I guess. So everything is at home. Normally we put stuff in the bank, but she had everything at home. So it was somebody who worked with her for 35 years or worked with the family for mm-hmm. 35 years who ended up, you know, taking everything Acquiring, one fine day yeah, yeah, yeah. and disappearing. So, you know, again, I'm like, oh, my God. So it's not good to have nice, fancy things. You're going to get hurt or you can get killed because they came in with a a knife, apparently. But Mm -hmm. nobody was home, but they were holding a knife or I don't know. Yeah. There was a knife found in the. um, And jewelry never never found, person never found. Never, never, never. How much was the jewelry worth, do you think? Oh, gosh. I I don't know. So like they made a, a fortune and. I hope so. I hope they sold it for what it was worth. 
Because, you know, you can sometimes yeah. sell something shiny and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, just give me whatever. Whatever, yeah. Uh, so I hope they, they got one. What, what uh, at least got something they deserved. Okay. So you, you get through O-levels. Mm-hmm. You're now deciding to go to... Your, your brothers go off to, so, to uni. So, yeah. So both my brothers go off to uni. One of them, who, the one who um, passed away, passed on, he yeah. comes back. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my um, A-levels mm-hmm. at this point, And he... Oh, my God. He is a hustler, mm-hmm. right? So I see him in the office every day uh, with my mom <clears throat> negotiating deals. Mm-hmm. There was a butter shortage. Mm-hmm. So he spoke to all my mom's friends, mm-hmm. all the aunties. Mm-hmm. You need butter? You need butter. You need butter. So he found, he somewhere found butter mm-hmm. and he called them. I think he was getting it for 70 bob and he sold it for like double or mm-hmm. triple that. Mm-hmm. And he made his money. And that was who he was, you know, like he, he was using our garden to grow tomatoes and skooma and whatever. And every Saturday, him and uh, the, the gardener would mm-hmm. walk down the kiosks and he would sell. Um, <clears throat> he also <laughs> was growing weed. <laughs> <laughs> In the backyard. <laughs> In the backyard. So suddenly, yeah. you know, all these friends are at home. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but, you know, he was hustling. Yeah. Um, and he was... Very much, I think my father's son, yeah, father's son, yeah. yeah, because he he got it and he wasn't afraid to make money, and yeah. He could see that my mom at this point started to need help, um, to to manage the stuff that yeah. she was, yeah. Okay, um, so at what point? So so because of because of what you see, are you in contemplation about whether you should pursue uni or whether you should just do no. like the so family I'm, business? No, so I'm watching him and I'm like, yeah. okay, we got someone who's doing this, okay. Great. You know, there's somebody else who's going to look after us. Right. Uh, so I decide um, I need to go to uni and I want to become a lawyer. Okay. Um, so I go and a week later he passed away in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Again, helping my mom move from one go down to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, I guess, took a lot of felt guilt. Right. Because she said she woke him up that morning and she said to him, if it's not you, who else is going to help me? you know, go out there, you're the one who's moving from that go down to this mm-hmm. go down. And she also had acquired a flower business at the time. Mm-hmm. So she used to sit in, in the flower center mm-hmm. in town and sell flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, you know, she says he came in after lunch and he said, all right, I'm going. I'll see you later. And he sort of mm-hmm. waved in from the back. Mm-hmm. That was the last time she spoke to him. And yeah, so came back and I'm just like, okay, so this is life. Yeah. You know, the minute I leave home, something bad happens or it's a cycle. Maybe mm-hmm. something bad happens or supposed to happen every uh, 10 or 11 years. Because yeah. this was 11 years after my dad died. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started working. Okay. Um, question about your mom um, and her, I guess, hand taking over whatever businesses that she was allowed mm. to take over and mm. was working. Is it something she had to learn on the job or is it stuff that she'd been included, your dad had clued her in on? Um, and that's what she said. She said, I really wish he had taught me. Yeah. I wish he, he had taught me his trade. Because mm-hmm. all he did is call her up and say, we're getting 50 guests tonight. Make sure you look nice. Yeah. Make sure you're gone to the hairdresser and make sure we have great food. Right. She says, I really wish he had told me how to speak to people, how to negotiate. She was learning at the age of, uh, I think, in her early 30s. Mm-hmm. 
on how to manage a quote unquote empire. empire. Yeah. Uh, because there there was trust fund money, there was a lot of properties, um, and businesses. Yeah. It wasn't just a business, there were many businesses. Yeah. And that's why I guess she blames herself so much mm -hmm. because all of it sort of just fell through. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. She just wasn't savvy. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I guess you guys talk about over yeah. here is to be a bit knowledgeable. Yeah. And it's okay to sort of ask someone, say, yo, hey, hi, <laughs> I have all of this. Yeah. What do I do? It's okay to look like you don't know what to do yeah. because we're never taught. Yeah. I mean, even when my kids, even still, like uh, my kids now are learning what we learned in yeah. school. I'm like, they don't teach you how to double your money, at least. Yeah. Um, both of them look at me like, what? I'm like, okay, here's money. So my daughter says, I'm going to save it. I'm like, no, don't save it. Learn how to make, make more. more. Yeah. And she just looks at me like with a lot of confusion. But if we don't teach them now, who's yeah. going to teach them? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to ask questions about yeah. money or learn about money or learn how to double your money or learn how to invest your money. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my mom was too proud. To do that. Yeah. For, um, um, and because I, you know, I guess when you've talked about it, you've talked about it and you know, you sort of gestured like falling away. And I'm asking this again from curiosity. What did the other side, that, what did the first family do? Did they manage it any better? As far as you know, do you know if they did better? Um, or did it also I not think, quite? I think within them, there was a lot of turmoil. Mm -hmm. So there, there was no unity mm -hmm. based on hearsay. Based on hearsay, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so my step, my half-brother, mm -hmm. he, he continued through, there was a company called Metal Products, and then I think Tononoka Steel, that ended up becoming Tononoka Fireworks, mm -hmm. which, you know, were his, his babies, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tononoka <laughs> might be like, nah, that was never true. Yeah. So... Um, uh, all this is based on hearsay, not yeah. fact. Yeah. Um, but then I feel, and when I spoke, because I've spoken to my half-brother a couple of times, mm -hmm. I felt like I had a bond with him. Mm -hmm. So I have reached out to him, and whether it was in my teens or my 20s, recently, um, maybe about eight years ago, I think him and I spoke. Mm -hmm. And he said there is a Gelani curse on Gelani men that mm -hmm. we can't make money and we can't keep a, a marriage together mm -hmm. and we can't do this and we can't do that. And I was just like, oh, that makes sense because it must be a curse because what else can it be? And, you know, now in retrospect, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know. You just yeah. didn't, you didn't learn from your dad. Yeah. Um, but also I felt he held a lot against my father. Okay. And it's, it's okay, you know, childhood trauma... You, your daddy issues, whatever it is, it's all right to have them. You know, they say it's not your responsibility yeah. who caused you trauma. Yeah. It's your responsibility to heal. Yeah. So the person who may have done or made mistakes, quote unquote, mis mistakes is no longer here. So yeah. how are you going to heal it yeah. for yourself? Yeah. And then how are you going to do better? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe go to Syntonomy and, and, and get and a course. Figure it out. Okay. <laughs> so even on that side, they didn't really do that much better than than i don't know because no, okay so the, the house yeah. that they lived in for the longest time i think they sold it and made good money and, yeah but again i don't know yeah i don't okay know. 
So now you're in Kenya, uh, back to your story. So now you're in Kenya, back in Kenya after traveling for a week yeah. and you're back. And yeah. now you say, okay, now I'll need to help my mom out. Yeah. So what's that process like? Do you, do you then negotiate a salary with her of some sort? No. She, my mom never asked me for mm-hmm. anything. She'd never say, please help me with this. Mm-hmm. It was all my choice. Mm-hmm. Everything was my choice. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there was a thing of, do you want to go back to uni? And I said, no. And it was, okay, fine. You know, she didn't push me. Uh, she didn't sort of say... There was no question about the tuition we've already paid. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It wasn't... It was... You know, I, I think I... You've just reminded me. I think I opened a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, no, there was nothing. Yeah. It was no, like... There's no obligation think it was just so much trauma we were all dealing with yeah and i just started working um at yaya center i remember in tinga tinga and i moved up and the the boss of tinga tinga opened another three shops and i became a manager so i was in my own regard how did you get into into uh, i think i went in there and i said do you need anybody to work and they looked at me and they said yeah sure (laughs) okay at that time it was it wasn't as competitive maybe uh, as it is now uh, maybe like an indian girl was not doing this work yeah so it was like oh this is unique yeah okay <laughs> come in in full t-shirts yeah <laughs> um, um um question were you and, and i guess your brother who passed on were you working from just your desire to be uh an entrepreneur because it doesn't sound like you needed it to no. survive you know to pay no. your bills or I to think do anything with my brother maybe he felt an obligation to help my mom. Okay. I don't know. But, and I feel also with him, it was a passion. Mm-hmm. He, he liked it. He, there, was some, there was a thrill in what he was doing. Yeah. For me, it was, I want to work. I just want to work. I okay. don't want to sit at home and, and um, do nothing. Yeah. And it wasn't even about a salary. It was yeah. just, I wanted to be busy and useful okay so it was not a matter of going into work with my mom Mm. um because i was like i don't understand the business i don't know what you guys do yeah i want to do something that i know which was of course at that time i was already modeling so i'm like fashion hey let me go fold t-shirts okay (laughs) so how are you how are you surviving on a day-to-day basis where are you getting your money for survival for i guess so my salary Oh, for day to day at home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, for the longest time, mom held us together. Yeah. It was never, oh, you got to sort out the elect bill or mm. the water bill. She held us together. And that's why I'm saying I'm very grateful to my father because mm. whatever it was, it sustained us. Mm-hmm. It sustained us. And whatever she was going through, and however bad it was, I also feel. Like, she had a fear of mm-hmm. losing it all. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I believe in manifestation. Yeah. I believe that maybe it was the fear that made her... Yeah. Us lose everything. Lose, yeah. Um, so, you know, I would... Our day-to-day was never a struggle until it became really bad. But this was after I had joined Capital FM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. But till then, it was all. So what happened? What 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 changes at at Capital FM? So even at Capital FM, you're not necessarily um, 
uh, what do you call it, um, too worried about what they're paying you? Um, uh, and was it also based off of the previous connection your dad had no. um, with him? No, because yeah. it didn't belong to him. Yeah. It belonged to Linda Holt. Yeah, at the time. At the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I at this by this time I had um, tried media. Mm-hmm. So I started off at KBC mm-hmm. as a as a presenter, and then um, I really enjoyed that. Then East FM opened, so I went there, mm-hmm. and then I fell in love with Raj, mm-hmm. and he was still studying in the UK, mm-hmm. and I. Went to the UK, but all of this was through money I had earned. It was never something I would ask my mom. I remember I would ask my mom for gym membership. Mm-hmm. And she really, you, you could see her flinch mm-hmm. when she had to write that check for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I still remember that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, you know, because sometimes when my kids are like, can you just buy that PlayStation? I'm like, child, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Um, but she, and again, I don't know whether it's that generation. I don't know whether she was feeling guilt. I don't know what it was. She would never say no, but there was a body language about it that it would hurt her mm-hmm. to write that. So I guess this was now... Is that the point when things are started yeah, diminishing? To, yeah. Now she was struggling. Yeah. Um, I don't know what made me come to that. But... Uh, yeah, a lot of the times I was paying for myself. Yeah. So I went to the UK, followed followed Stock Raj. <laughs> <laughs> Your husband. Yeah, yes. <laughs> my now husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I came back, I got the job at Capital. Okay. And mom was still working. By this time, she had sold her flower business mm-hmm. and she was still going to the office. Mm-hmm. But then there was nothing that was happening. Um, okay. I think it was just the sugar business. So you know the the... Sachets, yeah. Yeah, that was started by my father. Okay. So we used to supply, at that point, to only Kenya Airways and Serena hotels. Okay. That was it. Yeah. But before that, there was a lot of work that was coming our mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And it's, you see, it's very unfortunate because what I've learned along the way is gratitude gives you more. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of, oh, we lost that tender and we lost that tender and we mm-hmm. lost that and we... Uh, we're not doing that business anymore and we're not doing... So it's a lot of like, oh, oh, that's what life has become. Yeah. So it became the energy, the vibration. I mean, did you not have any resentment whatsoever? I'm, and I'm asking this from a perspective. For me, mm. I'm trying to put myself in, in your shoes. To my mom? No, not your mom, you. And I think... Oh, resentment uh, oh no, no, resentment to whether it's to your mom, whether it's the situation, whether yeah. it's to like just what's going on, guys. I mean, for sure. That's just like, guys, like, like what's happening? And, and I'm assuming, again, that this, um, the empire, you know, sort of coming Rumbling. apart, <laughs> <laughs> the empire coming apart doesn't happen overnight. No. That at some point, it's there's something in you that's like, guys, okay, I know. I know I'm not business savvy. I know I've not really mm-hmm. understood it, but we have to pull it together, guys. Um, I want to say that I had resentment, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't angry enough to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm angry now. Now you're, <laughs> <laughs> now you're angry. I'm so angry at that, now. And, and, and was it the... Because, you know, you talked about the mentality of... Um, 
I don't want money and money yeah. is negative. And I think it was also sort of like, ah, you know, like, first of all, it, it may bring us too much attention. That's uh, one thing. Like, ah, if you have too much money, first of all, you know, you'll be robbed or something bad will happen. Your father will die. Your brother will die. I don't know what it is. Or wealthy people are bad. Or you don't make money in a clear way. We've tried to make money in a straight up way and it's not working because all our work is being taken away from us. And But what it was, and it's that victim mentality that you got to step out of. Uh-huh. That... And like I said, I don't know whether it's my mom's generation or it was who she was. Like I, I remember asking her once, Mom, why didn't you force me to get into the kitchen and cook with you? And she's like, because you used to work so hard. You'd always be at work and you'd come home and she's like, the last thing I wanted you to do is come and help me in the kitchen. And I, I'm like, but you should have. Yeah. Do you see? It's like maybe she just didn't want to push. Maybe she she also felt like, okay, fine, just let it be. Yeah. Um, if I try and, or if I... And she she went through her fair share of trauma. Yeah. You know, um, with her leg being burnt. Yes. You know, when you know, because <laughs> I wanted to ask about that. Please tell me. Um, yeah. So for, for, I guess, um, audience sake, your, one of your half-brothers mm-hmm. burns... So he's, he's, you know, he's, they're doing a barbecue at home. And yeah. There's a skewer in the charcoal. Yeah. And he's like, I need, I need to know where that money is. I need to know where that money is. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And boom, she was wearing a skirt like mine, maybe yeah. shorts. <laughs> she, yeah. yeah. And it just, he put it on her leg. As people are watching. We were at home, my brothers and I. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, shock, in shock. And then he puts it down and he rushes her to hospital. Sorry. <laughs> Can you see like, why I'm angry? <laughs> that's like, because he wanted to find out where money was. Yeah. Where's the rest of the money? Where's the rest of the money and whatever. And I mean, he's even held a gun to her head, but. This same, same guy. Yeah. This is trauma that she went through. And yeah. I don't know if this is what I've seen. With my eyes. Yeah. What's been done when I'm not at home or I'm sleeping? Or, yeah. I don't know. So, you know, I, I cannot blame my father. I cannot blame my mother. But you said you're angry now. I'm angry now mm-hmm. because of circumstance. Mm-hmm. Because adult people knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? They knew what they were doing. Uh, they understand the law of karma. I'm angry now because... My father worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. And people are sitting back and being like, oh, yeah, it, they deserved it, whatever it is. He worked his ass off. So if I need to fight for what belongs to my mother who's still alive, mm-hmm. then I must do that. Mm-hmm. I must do it. Even if it's decades and decades later. I'm telling you, is it like a Spanish... Do you still have any? <laughs> do you still have <laughs> anything in court, or, or anything that's still being we do. battled? We, there's a trust. Um, we have land. I know it sounds so dramatic. Yeah. We have land in Heathrow. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know, it's it's it has been it's at a standstill. And it's the same thing. The fast family. There's a lot more in or that. Or now there's a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot more in that. Yeah. So, but. 
for the longest time, we've sort of just shrugged our shoulders and been like, ah, leave it. But why? You know, like I'm sitting here and thinking, but why should I leave it? Yeah. My dad worked hard. My father worked hard to make sure that his children all yeah. would be able to live off that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even if I have to fight for it and it has to be shed, c'est la vie. But yeah. who's going to do it? Nobody, everyone seems to be so involved in their own lives or egos or whatever it is. Right. I don't know. Nobody wants to talk, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the <it's>, talker. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, okay. So, um, so essentially, by the time you're now at Capital, you're making money for yourself. Um, you're living off of money that you're making. Um, what's that process then like? When do you, when do you get married? Um, and in that process, you, are you still living at home? So, therefore, your financial obligations aren't, like, too crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm still living at home. It is not so crazy. Um, you know, mom does her duty and she gets me married. Okay. Um, in whichever way she got me married. She, what, does she, that, what does that mean? I mean, you know, Indian weddings are huge and lavish right, and, right, and right. 10 days long. So, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I sort of didn't want it to be too grand. Okay. Also by choice because my life was very in the public eye. At that time, yeah. So I just said, I want a subtle wedding. Mm-hmm. As well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very lucky. Like even Raj says, thank God it was before Instagram. <laughs> because, right. I mean, the amount of money that is spent as it is in mm-hmm. weddings. But, you know, sometimes as a public person, you yeah. do have a bit more pressure and you do need to make it look a certain way. Yeah. So thank goodness. But mm-hmm. I feel it was beautiful. It was amazing the way everything happened. And it was exactly what I wanted it mm-hmm. to be. So it wasn't a conventional Indian wedding in the seven, ten day party. I mean, we still had ten days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right. there's a lot more I felt if I had the wealth, mm-hmm. I would have done. Mm-hmm. But it was still perfect. Okay. Because at the end of the day, what is a, um, a wedding, a, a marriage? It's a blessing from the higher being right. saying, yes, I endorse this partnership. Right. Right. Um, or sort of just going and, and, and making sure it's made official. Right. Um, so again, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. In fact, I think at one point I wanted it much smaller, mm-hmm. much, much smaller. So when you're saying, um, much smaller, what number of people were there? How many people did yeah. you do? Um, so there ended up being, 1,200 people. (laughs) Okay. I wanted 70. And Uh I said to Raj, I'm like, I only want 70 people. He's like, that's just my family. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. Um, But yeah, um, at one point, people were calling me like it was a gig. Oh, like, can we come? Can we come? Yeah. Can you send us like an invite? And I'm like, just come if you want to come. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like uh, mom did her best and mm-hmm. she made sure, like, she did she, she did her, her duty. She yeah. didn't let me put in any money mm-hmm. from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then, then after that, I'm uh, a married woman. Um, 
but I'm still hungry for the hustle. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, yeah, sit at home. Mm-hmm. Look after. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to work. work. Yeah. I want to work. Um, so that's when drum came in. And at the same time that I got the drum offer, I got a Capital FM offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice to be able to play with those and, and feel some sense of like, you look at me. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just, just working and... I think at one point I, I got tired of being an employee. Mm-hmm. So any sorry, so any work that you were doing at that particular point in time was f- because you wanted to. So none of the m- money that you were making was coming back to the family. Nobody expected you to do no. anything no. Um, or provide for anybody or anything no. with that money. Um, but, you know, like where I could, I would make sure like... Take my mom shopping, take mm-hmm. her on a trip, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Just, and I know she'd always be like, no, you don't need to do this. You yeah. don't need to do this. Please yeah. don't do this. But that was who I needed to give yeah. back to, yeah. if at all. Um, yeah. So, but because I live in a joint family, mm-hmm. so my father-in-law was very kind, you know, like he sort of just made sure that. Uh, we were okay mm-hmm. in the sense nothing needed as mm-hmm. such. But Raj was also working. He mm-hmm. was working in the family business. However, and again, this sounds like a movie, <laughs> yeah. but where we live, like we have a section to ourselves. So it's like a wing mm-hmm. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I was looking after that part. Okay. If, you know, so it became like my own home and I'd buy like furniture mm-hmm. or whatever. But nobody would ask me. And it was just me being... right. Like, so, uh, so when you talk about you, so if you guys are on one wing, mm-hmm. then your your in laws in laws yeah. are on the other the side. Yeah. So uh, all Raj's siblings yeah. within, like you're all within the same. Yeah. The so same now combat. most yeah. of them are out and married, but his okay. brother still is uh, with us and with his wife and two kids. So we're it's a very traditional setup. Yeah. Yeah. What What's that like? Interesting. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a sitcom or it's like. <laughs> You know what's nice about it is that you can leave the kids and you know they'll be okay. Mm. Like there's the mother-in-law, there's the aunt, um, there's the house help. And you know that these kids are, yeah, they're they're okay. If you're slightly late, if you're working somewhere and um, you can just call and say, listen, just make sure they've eaten and had a shower and put them to bed. Okay. But everyone handles their own financial obligations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In our, in our, it, space, yeah, within yes. the setup. Yeah. So we treat it very much like, um, again, because I have my own wing. So now what's yeah. happened when my sister in law came in, she also set up her own sort of like space, right. which creates her own, I wouldn't say kitchen, but right. a space where she can, right. you know, buy stuff or for her kids right. and stuff. And then we have a communal sort right. of kitchen that we all use. Right. Um, so I'd say the brothers participate in looking after the home, maintaining the home, mm. um, making sure uh, the, the meals are there or the electricity, the water is there. And then whatever we're doing, um, myself and my sister-in-law, we're looking after our own Your, spaces. Right, yeah. right. Okay, that's interesting. It's interesting, and it's w- there's an agreement. There's no mm-hmm. sort of like oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's 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 just like extremely unique. It's like I mean, I'm trying to think about what what um, my life would be like if if I still um, stayed with my brothers in the same sort of space. 
it would I be. Mean, it, it's, it, it's nice because there is a sense of independence, but we're also just all together. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting, but it takes a lot to make it work. Yeah, I can't yeah. say we got here overnight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Okay, so you get tired of employment. Um, what do you decide to do then? And 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 through employment, either way, I mean, at Drum, at Capital, how much money are these guys offering you? Um, so at Drum, I think I was earning at that time it was about three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Capital had offered me six hundred thousand mm-hmm. to do the breakfast show. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, drum was 400. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this because I wanted to do both. And I was like, I'll be earning a, a million a month. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and Mr. Kiruvi had absolutely no issue. Carol Mundy had absolutely no issue because I would be doing the breakfast show 6 mm-hmm. to 10, then go to, to drum. Um, it's just media politics. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wasn't able to pull that off. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Okay, no, so, so, okay, so, so how long do you do that for? Um, that was about a year and a half, a year and I a think, half. yeah. And what, so if you're not, I mean, you have no obli- true obligations with the money, so what do you do with the money? Um, Other than, you know, the trips for your mom and sort of giving back in that sense? Spend it. Spent it. Yes. I, I was under the impression that, and I remember also having an argument in my 20s mm-hmm. that... You don't know if tomorrow is going to come. Mm-hmm. So live for today. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Even at Capital. Yeah. So if you talk about my spending habits, yeah. they were terrible. Right. I would spend until the last five bob. Yeah. Like you finish it. I would. Fi- hey, I have some money. Let's finish it. Let's finish. I didn't know how to save. I didn't know how to invest. I mean, is this, um, and maybe I'm reaching here, is your finishing still in one, do you think in one another may still be tied to your, Yeah. I don't like money. Before, before you yeah. even like, <laughs> finish that, like, yes. I don't like money. I money, don't like money. Yeah, I don't want to um, have money. Of course. Yeah. And that mentality of like, ugh, who needs money anyway? Yeah. Like, if you've got it, spend it. If, you, if somebody likes something, and it wasn't only that I was spending it on myself. Somebody likes something, let's buy it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, at one point, I think I was buying those shoes that, is it Mocha? Yeah, uh, the, the designer. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like just obscene amounts of money just yeah. buying shoes and having nothing in my account thereafter. <laughs> It's like wow. so I and yeah. I was having this conversation with Raj. I'm like, yeah. it's so sad. I started working when I was seventeen. Yeah. It's thirty-one years later. Yeah. And now now is when I'm becoming money savvy. It's sad because anybody else who, who had started working when they were seventeen would be owning properties yeah. today. Yeah. You know, would have been strategic. If if I was, if I was open to the fact that um, I can learn how mm. to invest my money. I didn't know that. And that's one thing I completely regret. I assumed you are born with money knowledge. I assumed you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Nobody so, like, told there are guys me. who know how to make money and yeah, there are guys, the guys who... who don't. And I don't. And it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Okay, that's 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 interesting. It's so interesting. Uh, it's it's. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, when you look back at it, you're like, yeah, you worked for thirty one years. Then it's like, yeah, well, what did you do with all the money that you made in exactly. that process? Yeah. Exactly. What do I have to show? And you know, I was looking at him. I said, I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you have experience. <laughs> <laughs> is that what your husband was saying? <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Raj. <laughs> Gosh, okay. But I mean, um, I'm just on, on that particular topic, I mean, it must be, we, we had uh, Murugi here not too long mm-hmm. ago and she was she was sort of in a similar setup in the sense that her, there are things that they split 50-50, but her husband really has taken care of a lot of things over the, over the period in time. So mm-hmm. there's a period in her life where she was like, yeah, my money, like I just spent it. I mean, so I want to say, I feel like, there's an element of it that's a bit like a luxury when there's the option to do that. I would like to think that if you're in, and, and this is a very ignorant thought, but if you were in a position where you didn't have that luxury, you would have done differently. Um, no. I think, again, it was my money beliefs from when I was young mm-hmm. that... You either are able to do it and it is some a gift you are born with mm-hmm. or you're not. I didn't know. I didn't know. And maybe I should have ended up going to uni because yeah. I would have learned a thing or two yeah. about money. Um, I didn't know you can educate yourself so, yeah. about money. And that is something that I'm very passionate about sharing now. Yeah. Because there are girls who call me up and... Um, they're like, we're going through a divorce. Very much similar. I don't have anything. I'm a, you know, the flat is in my husband's name. He's going to use his money to take the child away from me. What do I do? And I'm like, go out and work. Go and do something. Sell candles, make honey, do something. Yeah. And because they've come from privileged backgrounds as well, it's a shock. What do you mean? What do you <laughs> but but mean then what, what do yeah. you expect? Yeah. What do you think is going to... Flat is not going to fall into your laps. <laughs> you need to work yeah. hard and yeah. you need to work for it. So this is why I'm very passionate about educating people on money and the fact that you shouldn't be embarrassed or ashamed to go work for your money, hustle, hustle hard. I mean, like everybody says to me, oh, you work so hard, you work so hard. Yeah. We see you online, you're always working. But I love it. One, I love it. Two, I know why I'm hustling. And you know you were talking about uh, Murugi and her husband. My husband um, and I have also had, we've been at loggerheads over money. Yeah. Because we bring up our daughters to think that your man is going to look after you. Yeah. And if he can't, then you should not marry this Mm man. Mm -hmm. Now, Maybe when you marry him, he can. Yeah. But things change. Yeah. Right? And I noticed this in my marriage. Yeah. When suddenly it's, I mean, Raj has been financially comfortable, but he's looking after a family business. So yeah. he's not answerable to himself. There's, yeah. a, there's a family he's yeah. answerable. And they're struggling. So what do I do? I love this man. Uh, I love his children. I'm the mother to his children. Do I walk away or do I participate in helping him? Yeah. And does that mean that I take away who he is by doing that? Absolutely not. We live in a very different world. And this is a message that I'd like to give other women who are listening. 
We live in a world that is different from where our parents grew up. Um, things are expensive, and if you want good things for yourself and your child, there's nothing wrong with you, one, working for it, and two, participating in acquiring it. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, he's always like, no, 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 you don't, you don't, he's still of that thing of, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. And I'm like, listen, dude, <laughs> you have so much going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have this much going on. At least allow me to share your burden, especially when it comes to the house or my kids. Yeah. Allow me to participate in raising them, in helping pay for whatever they need as yeah. well. Because if I'm going through a time where it's okay and it's good, yeah. Then what am I going to sit? How will I sit on all this money and yeah. watch you struggle? Yeah. And then wait for you and be like, okay, you know what? Uh, whatever needs to Zuku be. Or yeah. whatever needs to be paid for. Right, right, right. Um, and when I started doing that, I saw a very different side of Raj. Uh -huh. Like a relief. Uh -huh. um, before it was always like frown and struggle and and pain and whatever. And he said to me, he says, you don't understand what you're doing, but you're really helping. And at the end of the day, yes, it is the man's job. Yeah. Or so we are told right. to provide, right. Right. right? But he is human. Men are human beings and they have the same struggles, whether it's mental health or, you know, whatever it is, it's a battle. And if you're looking for money for people you love because they need it yeah. and they are depending on you yeah. and it's hard at the moment, then you're going through a huge battle within. Yeah. And if you are mm, a partner or you've agreed to a partnership by marriage or in any other way, then you should be easing the burden. Yeah. To, you know, because he, he's done the same for me when yeah. I've struggled. Yeah. He's always been like, okay, what do you need? How much do you need? Yeah. <laughs> like, I need to pay my loan. Here you go. Yeah. Go pay your loan. Um, so why can't it be both ways? Yeah. And, and why do we look down yeah. on that? Interesting. I'm going to pick up a question from what you've just talked about. Um, there's a very recent study that was done or released by InfoTrack and saying that 73% of Kenyans are in financial strife oh. at the moment yeah um do you reckon you're in the 73 or in the 29 <laughs> percent i guess financial strife question. is relative <laughs> yeah. um, i mean um, like i things. can't buy my yeah. yacht yeah if that's yeah. what you're asking yeah yeah um but i mean just in general you know you know what i always say years, and yeah. and i will come off some of the things that i've just said to you about manifestation and what you think about what you bring about um and I've said it before, even to anybody who listens to me when I'm on social media. Like, yes, times are tough. Yeah. No doubt. It is a struggle. But when times are hard, you can either be crying or you can be the person who's selling the tissues. Yeah. So for me, I feel I'm the person who's going to sell those tissues. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. That's the position you're going to yes. take. Even if I'm struggling a little yeah. bit, uh, it doesn't matter. It's not permanent. Yeah. Nothing ever is permanent. Yeah. Um, I have now armed myself yeah. with, with the knowledge on how to become a wealthy woman. You know, I, I so I, I hear that and I hear the, you know, like underlying positive statement that mm -hmm. you're saying. But I must say that for me, like I sit and I think and I think about what you're saying and I'm like, 
when 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 Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe and I don't know so if there's any like economic if economic <laughs> guys and like guys who really know their stuff yeah um, oh, gosh, yeah please yeah. do share the information but my my very layman thinking is like in places like um where is that place where during covid they stormed the presidential palace and and they were swimming in the president's um oh no 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 it was in the, it was like a um yeah, Sri Lanka, yeah. I think, or was something it? like oh. that. I, uh, anyway, it was those, yeah. you know, those yeah. sides. Yeah. And and for example, like with Zimbabwe, when you know, when it when it all fell together, I sit and I wonder were their citizens feeling the same way? And now, when you know, when we are being told by experts, it's plummeting. And not to quote or you know, or, or rather even misquote someone like Devin D, who's who says, like it's going to be hard. Like people are expecting a solution and in truth there's really no solution that's gonna come and that there is a possibility that this tanks and that this you know it, it doesn't work so i i you know so so i mean I, I put on that cap and i'm like so i hear you know the selling issues but unfortunately but we live in a society in you know in um what are we what are we in what is it what the no, year no 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 the the dip. Oh my God! This is perimenopause. I forget words. Um, <laughs> the recession. Recession. Right. 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 Word. Recession. Right. Uh huh. It's when most billionaires are born. Right. Right. Um, so I always question mm -hmm. people who say it is going to be like this, and we know for sure. Yeah. I really question you. Yeah. A thousand and ten percent. Because if you know for sure, then show me where you are. Yeah. Because you should know other things for sure. Yeah. So I would never, ever listen to someone like that. Yeah. I don't like prophets of doom. Mm -hmm. I don't. Because there is a lot of gloom and doom in the world, but there's also good. So yeah. who's shining the light on that good and the, you know, the billionaires who are going to be born now? Right. If you look at things and the way they're, that they're happening, if you are wise enough, you will jump on something and you will for sure um, yeah. profit, Okay. be a profit. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot we can listen to, but yeah. be selective. And really, 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 by somebody who gives a blanket statement, Yeah. no, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Whether they're saying it's going to be really, really bad or, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> this is really good and you're going to yeah. become a billionaire. Yeah. Um, Prosperity gospel as well is like... Yeah. No. I mean, like, if you know for sure, then show me. Yeah. Show me. And yeah, I mean, like, it's not the first time the world is going through this and people have survived it, right? Yeah. So we just ride the wave as opposed to becoming a worry what and and think oh god what am i gonna do ride the wave and see where it takes you and and just have faith i feel like all of this is a test yeah you must walk in faith okay <laughs> um so um i was talking about post post capital post um for after the one and a half years you know mm -hmm. making good money mm. um what happens then what do you, what, what happens for your financial journey then after that so um i think i i stopped Stopped working, would write a few articles here and there, and, you know, just look for employment, like I said. Yeah. I think I just got tired. So I started my initiative one day when um, the mall, there was a mall that reached out to me and said, why don't you do a talk? Because, you know, you used to be a presenter. Do a talk about 
desperate housewives. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. They're like, no, do like a morning talk and get all the housewives to come and talk about fashion and mm-hmm. skincare. And I'm like, no, women want more than fashion and, and skincare. So I sat with it and I'm like, I want to do something called What Women Want. Mm. And it's conversations about anything and everything when it comes to women. And <laughs> it started off like, I remember when we had uh, one of our panelists in our initial stages, we literally had, I think, 10 or seven people in our audience. Mm-hmm. And um, when we called him a year later, we had 300 people in the audience. And he said, he said, look at what consistency does. Yeah. And so a lot of the times we give up, you know, before we've even gotten yeah. anywhere. Um, so what women want started becoming something. And yeah. I, I was doing it for free not charging anyone to come for these events and just doing it for free. Yeah, I'm passionate. And so my husband would always like tease me. So which charity are you getting up for this morning? <laughs> <laughs> what charity work are you doing today? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I sat down and I thought, okay, I need to create something out yeah. of this. I need to make it a business. I need yeah. to make it work, um, including my public speaking. I need to make that a business. Yeah. So I, and also because, you know, my team who I was employing needed a constant salary. Yeah. So I had to sort of sit down and, and think about what that's going to look like even legally yeah. and, and make it official and start paying taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's where we are. So, you know, a lot of what the company earns is through... Um, events mm. with the What Women Want events. Yeah. And then, you know, either public speaking or influencer work. But I, I try not to do a lot of influencing work. Yeah. Only because I feel like I have a lot more to offer. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I, like I said, I want it to be a business. So it's not just a one off thing. I yeah. want it to be something so that can sustain me for a yeah. longer term. Okay. Yeah. So when, when do you think that you became or started your journey towards financial literacy? Uh, maybe about four or five years ago. Yeah. It's so sad. What, what but it's insp- okay. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> what, what, what inspired or what led to the thought of, oh. It's the conversations I started yeah. having at What Women Want. Yeah. And when I found someone who can teach us about what to do with your money or where money goes or what, how you can make, you know, X amount a month or you can do, make in, have investments... That's when I was like, wait, what? You mean this is something you teach? This is yeah. something I can pay for and learn? Uh, this is something I can call you about? You know, then I also recently found out there's a difference between an accountant and an auditor. It's <laughs> 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 so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was an educated person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of these things, you know, uh, suddenly you're a bit more savvy and a bit more aware and... Also, then not so fearful of bills or, or taxes yeah. or what you need to um, do in order to make your business survive and yeah. thrive. Okay. There's a comment you made when we started around, um, uh, you know, there's a theme around manifestation, but it was particularly on the premise that um, 
which is you know you haven't attracted a lot of money in mm. in, in your life mm. first of all i would argue that a lot of people who would think a million shillings a month yeah, is is is, is, is just is, what i get yeah <laughs> it's a lot of money dollars <laughs> but um um first why 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 did you make that comment why why is that something that you say um and why do you think that you haven't attracted I think it's it's just because of um, my experience with money growing up. Uh-huh. Uh, so I believe in in just like how you have trauma from anything else, you yeah. can have blocks from money and what money does. Yeah. And like I said, for me, it was just what I saw and how I saw it um, in in my childhood. So I feel like there are a lot of blocks around money that I have that I need to work on unblocking. Mm-hmm. And therefore, allowing a lot more abundance into my life. Right. Yeah. Interesting. If you could, um, and I guess maybe this is a uh, maybe a, a lesson or a thought towards anyone who's trying to build an empire of some sort, or you know, and, and or has built an empire mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, what's oh, the lesson? <laughs> what what what's what's the lesson that um, you are someone who was growing up in an empire that, I guess, you know, didn't quite, um, you know, last the test of time, so to speak. What's the lesson there for the person who's building the empire or trying to build the empire? Wow, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I always say that my father's money was not meant to be my money to spend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can build your empire, but you have to understand why you're building it and for whom. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, just know that when you are no longer here, you have no control mm-hmm. of, of where it's going to go and what's going to happen. So enjoy. Enjoy mm-hmm. your empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and forget about only just making the money or spending the money. Leave a legacy and, and think about what your legacy will look like mm-hmm. and whether it will continue to impact uh, lives after you've left. Um, I always say that with the amount of funding that we got during COVID, mm-hmm. someone should have built another hospital. Mm-hmm. Because really, that is what we needed. Yeah. If not two or three. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a legacy because it, it continues to help people even beyond the problem that right. was. So, you know, look at it not from an ego perspective, it's great. It's great to to want, it's great to manifest, it's great to have a lot. But look at it from a factor of uh, that you won't be here. And that is, that is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to live forever. So what is everything you acquire, all your hard work, what's it going to do for somebody else who you probably don't even know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you've provided for your kids the childhood that your dad um, provided for you? Um, or your brothers? No, for sure no. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, it was very, 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 very yeah. privileged. Um, I've done my best to give them what I feel they need. Yeah. Right? I also don't want them to be entitled spoiled brats. Yeah. <laughs> what is what does that um feel like though cuz i feel or think um that there's this unspoken rule of the next generation should do better should you know take things to the next level mm-hmm. so what does it feel like um 
and, and how do you reconcile not meeting that expectation? I mean, look, you have to be able to heal yourself, one, yeah. in order for you to understand that it's not a bad thing to not give your child what you had when you were young, whether mm. that's privilege or whether you wanted something and you yeah. weren't able to get it. Um, what, what are we doing for our children as parents? We are, we are just guides, right? Yeah. Our job is to guide the, our children to become adults who will be beneficial to society. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, so what is a person who's a benefit to society? Somebody who can look after themselves, somebody who can look after others, who can be kind, who is self-sufficient, who is able to you know, make money, who's able to... Uh, help another person who's able to empathize, who has compassion. Um, so these are the things that I teach my children. Yeah. Um, I was I was telling you before we started is that what I teach them is yes, here's your allowance or whatever it is, but how are you going to double it? Yeah. You know, my daughter's like, I'm going to save, it, I'm going to save it, but it's not about saving. It's how are you going to make two thousand bob, four thousand bob by next week? Yeah. Or end of the month. And then how are you going to make that 4,000 bob, 8,000 bob, so you still have that 2,000 bob that you were so excited to spend, but yeah. you have 6,000 extra yeah. Yeah. that you can now double or play with or whatever. Um, so it's teaching them that. They say if you, what you've learned very late in your life, teach your children early. Yeah. And I will definitely teach them. Um, my daughter, for some reason, has this thing that everything... Like, we'll go into a shop and she goes, oh, this is so nice. I'm like, all right, let's buy it. And she goes, no, 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 it's too expensive. Just put it back. It's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, I think she, she's learned, that's a learned behavior. It's somewhere, someone must have said something, even could be me, Yeah. Um, that I passed down to her. And I'm like, no, that's not a mentality to have. Abundance is all around. You definitely do deserve that. But it's how you're going to afford it. Yeah. And then when you do afford it, when you go and buy it, it's leaving the guilt. Because that's something yeah, that yeah. I used to do. When yeah. I'd spend money aimlessly, I would feel very guilty. Oh, I didn't deserve it. Oh, I shouldn't have bought those shoes. Oh, I didn't, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. <sighs> so much trauma around money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looks like it. As we sort of wind up, um, if, you, if you're looking back, or when you look back, if you were to pick your top two, top three financial regrets in everything that you've experienced through, whether it was um, as a child, whether it was as a family, what would you, what would you say? Or even top one. Financial regrets? Yes. One would definitely be not saving. Uh -huh. um, because... I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it's great to save, but then how long are you saving for and what, what's going to make you get those savings out? Like, what is it? What are, yeah. I think maybe saving with a goal yeah. is a good idea. Um, the other one is not investing. Mm. But then I didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. So it, maybe then the third one is <laughs> not acquiring the knowledge or yeah. not looking for it, not educating myself, just not being a bit like... Uh, yeah. Blase about money. Yeah. Do you, you know, think you'd trade the life you lived in um, 
um, what do you call it? Um, I'm now also forgetting a <laughs> <our> word. <laughs> Perimenopause, Barack. <laughs> do you think you'd say the life that you, that you lived, I guess, in sort of um, luxury and very comfortable and not quite financially literate to a different one where you wouldn't have the luxury, you wouldn't have the comfort, but you would be financially literate? I would like financial literacy. Yeah. You think you'd if if you like if you were given like a, a matrix red pill you yeah. know blue pill situation, you think you'd take the financial yeah. literacy route, not the route that you took. Yeah. I think financial literacy is is this, it's very empowering. We were talking about all these femicides that are happening yeah. at the moment. And you know, the one thing that came up as women is that you should be financially empowered enough to feel like you can walk away from a violent relationship at any point. You shouldn't be like, oh, but he pays the bills and he yeah. does this. As a woman, I think when you have knowledge on money, you are different. You show up differently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of us are taught to hate money. Uh-huh. Or we're taught if you love money, you're materialistic. Uh-huh. That needs to change. That uh-huh. mentality needs to change. There's nothing wrong with the love of money. There's a saying that if um, those of you who say money doesn't buy everything, you yeah. don't know where to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's the title of this episode. <laughs> because it's, I think there's absolutely yeah, nothing wrong yeah, with money. Yeah. It's an energy. I teach my children this. Yeah. Money is an energy. You need to keep it moving. Yeah. And in order for it to keep moving, it, it needs to, you know, you need to spend it and save yeah. it and, you know, share it. Yeah. Do these things, yeah. Okay. This is my last question. In the vacuum, um, having been in a place of very, very, very extremely privileged place, right, and having lots of money and lots of things around you, and I guess now with the different work that you've done and the different charities that you've been, different kinds of women and people you've talked to, what's an assumption that people who are trying to attain that level of money have that based on what you experienced, you know isn't true or, yeah, I guess is false, if there is one? An assumption? An okay, assumption wait, that... Just tell me this question. Yeah. What are you asking? What I'm asking is... Um, if I'm trying to work towards attaining the level of wealth that your family was at, Mm -hmm. and I have certain assumptions around what that would feel like or what that would be like, and I, you know, maybe I think, oh, you know, it'll be easy and I'll be able to relax. I'll be able to travel. Mm -hmm. I'll be able to take a million trips a year and, you know, basically do everything that I I want to be able to do. Right, and that's my assumption because I haven't experienced it yet, yeah. right? But you've experienced it. Yeah. And so my question is, are there things that people make assumptions of about being at that kind of wealth status that aren't true or that just aren't the case? I don't know. I feel like, like I said, life with money is extremely comfortable. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you can close your eyes and say, I need to go to Singapore to buy a Gucci bag if yeah. you are very, 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 very wealthy. And that's what you want to do. Um, but there's also the flip side of it, right? There's the, you need to ensure that everything you're doing is legal yeah. as well. And you're, you're keeping your books in check. And I feel that 
it's just as much work, right? So yeah. you're, where I have one accountant, I may have 10 or 50. So, you know, there's always a flip side. There's, right. But again, just going back to it, wealth is not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's what you do with it. Yeah. That's, that's the same that's thing the with power. Thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are my questions. I have, I mean, this has been an, an incredible... <laughs> incredible story <laughs> Gen- like the definition of the word incredible that's what that's what oh, this wow. is Thank that's you. what this is thanks Barra. i i'm i'm not gonna read any comments yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah um i mean we'll see we'll see but um i mean crazy yeah crazy. i know crazy like crazy. i said there needs to be a movie made. yeah you know what i i would say yeah if you probably wrote that movie and it had that um those i mean netflix is here now showmax is yeah. here now can definitely get like a whole a whole crazy, like yeah. Four part series. series, yeah, yeah, around how all of this True. went insane. Anyway, thank you so much thank for, you for coming. Thank through. you, and well um, done. Yeah, thanks for coming, yeah. and this has been amazing. Thank you, and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Definitely, thanks, guys. This has been financially incorrect. We will see you guys on the next episode.